little humble brag. So, do you remember, I think it was in the last podcast I mentioned how I filmed the movie? Yeah. Um, while we were off? That movie is now on IMDb. Ooh. And, you know, I don't want, don't want to brag, but since, because of that, I now have an IMDb page. Mm. And when you go into your page and you click down, there's like a star meter. So it, it tells you, like, basically, like, how famous you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am currently the 1,727th most famous person in the wow. world. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I know it doesn't sound impressive. You can see there's, like, 3 billion people on this planet. Did you just say 3 billion? Isn't there 2 billion on so, the planet? So what? It's 8 billion. It's 8 billion. It's Fucking billion. hell. Even even better, consider that there's 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty famous, yeah, Considering man. probably like 5 billion of them don't have access to <laughs> IMDb or anything, yeah. I don't think 5 billion don't have access. I would say half the people on the planet probably don't have access to it. IMDb is pretty universal. Yeah, but they probably don't like have the chance to... like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, But I mean... They also don't have the chance to be in a movie, like I do. Making me the 1,727, 777th most famous person in the world. And that could have gone up or gone down last time I checked. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like it was a brag. It could have gone down as I last checked. I'm pretty yeah, famous. Yeah, you made it. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly up there with Killian and Clee Murphy and Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie making my way up. But anyway, guys, just wanted to open with that. Welcome to Dylan and Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast, a podcast of myself and Sebastian here do in order to hide our secret affair. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you've said that one before. Really? Maybe. Oh, man, sorry to repeat myself. That's Simpsons do sometimes too, it's okay. <laughs> I, I have a feeling one of these days... Um, we're going to accidentally do a Seb's classic that's already been done. I've been trying to keep track of not doing that because there was occasions where um, you've suggested episodes that we already did. Yeah. So I now have a note that I sent Sebastian of like keeping track of episodes we've already done. So I think I have a good enough memory that I know. <laughs> but obviously you don't. We have so many episodes now. Of like, course, yeah. It's, it, it, we it's actually piling have up. loads of episodes. Yeah. I was looking through the other day and I was like, holy shit. We've done a bunch. It's just seamless now. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you've been doing it since... You've been doing it since... I've been doing it since 2020. You've been doing it since March 2022. So, you know, so super yeah. long time. A year and a half. And so, it's yeah. more or less weekly. So. Yeah, yeah. Skipping a week here and there. But, yeah, we've done a lot. We are in a cesspool of content right now. And this is one of many. Let's so, jump in. you know, if you know anyone that's interested in the podcast, just <laughs> send it over. Because, uh, you know, we've been doing it for a long time now. Especially you. Yeah, yeah. Deserves, deserves more attention. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be in a. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I would be thrilled to be in a financial position, a position where I start making money from doing this. And yeah, I'm proud of the episodes. I, I, I've, I've listened to older ones recently, and um, I always try to listen over them once it's been a while since we recorded, so I can watch it a bit more. You know, it's not fresh in my memory. I, I, I can listen to it as an audience member, and I think it's a genuinely fun podcast. So yeah, if you are listening. And you're listening to a while, please do share it because we yeah, would love to get more. We viewers. want to be in the position where that'd be fantastic, um, where you can't listen to the whole podcast anymore. You know, we want to be in the position where you then have to pay if you want to listen to the whole <laughs> podcast. So keep recommending it. Yeah, totally. I mean, we we, we spoke about the possibility of doing a Patreon. I'm definitely not against doing that eventually. But um, yeah, put some porno things up on there as well, but only on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to see the affair happening, 
<laughs> yeah, we can play Homer and Marriage, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be Simpson themed, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. All stuff to look forward to, guys. Speaking of Homer and Marriage, today we are covering Pingal, the 17th episode of the 34th season, and let's just jump in. We had a little title scroll before this one, we hadn't gotten a title scroll in a while. It was yeah. just Chief Wiggum ziplining past the title and he fails and falls up because he's a big man yeah, can't go wrong <laughs> can't go wrong simple and quick yeah and the couch gag was a um someone putting a box next to the couch and takes out all these little toys of the family and uh a, Br- a british bulldog eats the homer toy not the best couch gag pretty plain yeah it's fine average totally yeah. passable but there's just been so many great couch gags this season that it definitely pales in comparison you know yeah. pretty standard yeah, we jump in. Uh, Ken Brockman is reporting that eggs, which were good but became bad, are now good again. Like, oh, wait, they're bad again. Uh, Lisa says she can't believe that Homer still watches local news. He says it's just like the internet, but instead of getting an angry comment, you yell at the screen. <laughs> eggs, by the way. Yeah. I think it's crazy that, like, in America, just all their eggs are white. Yeah, they've, 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 there have been white eggs in um, Tesco recently as really? well when I buy them, and they th- it throws me off. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> White eggs are meant to be not as good. Really? Like they're, mm. they're more, uh, like, caged and um, just unnatural. Like, but the brown eggs are, like, you know. Do you ever buy right, them, like, fresher. really, have you ever bought them really fancy eggs? Mm-hmm. And when you crack it, the yolk is, like, so orange. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God, that looks good. Yeah, and it's, like, thick and <laughs> creamy. <laughs> yeah, I have. But, uh, yeah, the white eggs throw me off. I, I, I don't like that they say the date on them as well. We get them on on the brown one. Do you really? I I, I don't see them anyway. They're more obvious than the white ones, and they do, they just look a little weirder when you. Uh... Just, the fact that it's white, it's strange. To them, it's normal, yeah. but to us, and they're a lot smaller really too. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know what's going on. Obviously, lots of things have been with climate change and uh, shops trying to cut costs. And everything else has been weird things going on in those shops. But like, there was a period there where Tesco was a Tesco light shop, but anyway, didn't have tomatoes. And they brought them back, but instead of there being six, it was just four, but it was still the same oh. price, and just annoying shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, anyhow, the horse starts shouting at the news, being like, You call those lottery numbers? You call that a weather report? In on the news. You call that a segue? Ken Robin announces that Barry's Bolorama is closing forever. I was like, No, why is everything that nobody goes to close? We're gonna cut to Moe's, there's a sign saying, Funeral for Bolorama, please don't drink and eulogize. Uh, the gang all bid farewell to the the workout of the working man, the smell of shoe disinfectant, and the thunder of the pins. The only just kind of clicked me there. Weird, this is the second episode this season to do with bowling. The, the Carol yeah. episode was also bowling yeah. related. I'm only just realising that now. This one was a nice throwback. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because there was loads of episodes. Obviously, the pin panel, yeah. pin panels one being the best example. I wish I guess this name was a parody of. Um, like classic bowling episodes when bowling was a bit more mainstream. I feel like bowling yeah. has became, even though we've gone bowling, it's been pretty busy there. I still feel like it's become a bit more like an arcade almost. You know, it's old school. Yeah, bowling, bowling now. Like obviously, in the UK now, it's like all Hollywood bowls. They call yeah, it. like franchise. And the one like I used to go to back home, like that's now a Hollywood bowl. It's like they've taken over everything. Yeah, that and they're good. Mm-hmm. I, I do like them because they're like they have a bar and everything like it's is nice but it's 
sad to see the independent ones go yeah yeah totally yeah there is that one in central london that i know do like these community meetings on wednesday that i've been considering going to just because it'd be a fun way to meet people that isn't to do with a creative thing that i do yeah i love being a bowling team they don't exist in london i love these something like pin pals do you bowl? i would call my team pin pals no you've been bowling with me i'm terrible oh, but right. i really enjoy bowling i think it's oh, yeah, really fun yeah. <laughs> what always happens when i go bowling is i'm good at the start and i i think i start overthinking my what I'm doing that's working and since I'm trying yeah. too hard I get bad always you know happens to me I went bowling the other week and we did two games yeah. and the first game is like oh that's the practice game the score doesn't matter <laughs> the second game everyone's so much worse because I they're not like thinking about it yeah when they set you the be game loose. up it should just say it should just give everyone like a practice go just a, mm. a practice like bowl yeah right. yeah there's something about just being loose that makes you better I mean it, it, they literally explore that here with, with marriage later but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like I start overthinking what I'm doing that's working. I go from getting strikes or spares to getting fucking like two pins, you know, or, or, or gutters even. Yeah. yeah. But um, Homer says that this alley was where he was introduced to one of the greatest wonders of his life when he caught it 25 years earlier. And the wise guy is like, hey kid, want to try these uh, new things called nachos? And the little kid Homer is like, uh, oh, big deal. There's a stack of tortilla chips. Like, oh, is it? He puts uh, cheese sauce over and over and eats something. He's like, I'm like the face of God. He dreams. He dreams of swimming in a pool of cheese sauce until a, a giant Homer whale eats him. Then we go back to the present. And most it did like, look good. <laughs> it did. I'm not, I'm not a cheese sauce man, but they did make it look pretty yeah. delicious. Like the the, 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 the fucking river of cheese sauce like little jalapenos on and everything it did look nice um and then Mo just goes wait was that your daydream with little homeless and Homer's like, it doesn't matter <laughs> it's so ridiculous he says that they can't let this place close and that the beer there is also the best and Homer letting carol all leave and Mo's like wait but i'll, I'll go out of business like, eh. <laughs> wow this place is depressing he, he joins them just puts changes the open sign to gone mobbing been cut to the bowl of Rama. there's a sign just saying for sale 10,000 pins no other use uh, they say that the, the the manager there says that the lanes are so warped that people don't want to bowl anymore we can see mobile man rolling a ball just hits him straight to the floor <laughs> which would have killed him um, and then Terence a hipster so a bit of context I'm sure you're not aware of this character appeared Several seasons ago, maybe like 25 or 26 seasons ago, not uh, season 25 or 26, called The Daily Earth So Cool, and it was like an old, whole episode about hipsters and Homer learning about hipsters. Uh, this guy, Terrence, was in it, voiced by Fred Armisen, brilliant comedic actor who was on Saturday Night Live. He's, a, he's his own sketch show now called Portlandia. That, that's over as well, but big sketch actor. But uh, he's, he's great in this part. It was cool to see that character back. Um, so Terrence has bought the place because he loves its retro look. And he's looking to turn it into a place where people can work, doom scroll, and um, cash cafe. <laughs> and then Lenny just goes, and bowling? He's like, oh, no. If you don't like bowling, you don't like me. I don't like you. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I just love, it was so lady to just like be confrontational for a minute and be like actually no yeah. it's okay <laughs> uh, he then asks Homer asks for one one week to bring business back up um, and Terrence says he doesn't like to wait but he does like being proved wrong so he agrees he can cut to Kirk and Luan arriving into the bowling alley 
um, and Homer is introduced, introduced him to everlasting bowl mates. He hands him a bottle of champagne, and Kurt just goes, maybe we'll just skip the bowling. And Homer's like, like, hell you will, and just throws bowling balls at them. Then Bart arrives for his birthday, which Homer promised would be at the laser tag and crocodile ranch, <laughs> which I loved. Just the most least safe thing ever, a laser tag in a crocodile ranch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how could that ever go through any health and safety? Uh, but Homer's like, I'll have you know this place is endorsed by a group that is still very popular today's youth, ZZ Top. <laughs> little side of them advertising for Barney's Bolorama and Bart's like how many of these lame beardos are still alive and I was like all of them I think he checks his phone like, oh boy after that gag I have to check I was curious I don't know that much about ZZ Top actually only one of them is dead yeah um, yeah oh you know this yeah yeah, yeah. My, my dad's a big fan oh really yeah, shout, shout out my dad yeah, shout he, he listens to the podcast. Gary? Yeah, Gary. Shout out to Gary. ZZ Top fan. Yeah. They've been touring. I, 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 I Wikipedia, though. I was, I was intrigued. They've been touring since 1969. The, the one guy who... <laughs> the one guy just who, point out that Dylan said 69? Yeah. <laughs> was laughing at the year. <laughs> the year to that. The last from that on the moon. <laughs> um, 1969. And, and the main vocalist, I think, who's dead now toured for 51 years with them mad. so crazy to think like I think that's the same year the Beatles no the Beatles is a little earlier yeah. but still like around the same period and the Beatles are so iconic but they broke up so much earlier and obviously most of them are dead now ZZ Top are still touring you know I, was, I saw right now they're currently doing a tour that's concluding Camden so yeah this is just research I did this because of this joke so, I know it's probably really admirable to see people just sticking out for that long clearly so passionate about what they do they're much older men now are still just doing yeah. their thing touring around the world and everything you know what's even more impressive yeah so Bob Dylan is on a never ending tour never ending so for uh, he's been doing it because he's God dead. knows how long now yeah you call it a never ending tour so he doesn't stop touring he's always playing wow the tour is just called a never ending tour. tour that's great uh, and he's 83 now I think yeah he's, he's an old man tour. yeah you see Timothy Chalamet's playing him in a movie yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm I intrigued like by it. Suit him. Yeah, I see it. Him, him as a younger Bob Dylan for but sure. Do you know yeah. who I would have preferred? Me. I reckon <laughs> Dylan. Boring. Someone. I reckon. Uh, who's the guy in the bear? Oh, the, the I don't know his name, but the main actor in the bear, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I could see him. Yeah, he sort of looks similar. Definitely. I mean, he's older than Timothy Chalamet. He'd have to play an older Bob Dylan, but I could d- definitely see or, that. Yeah. Um, I would have liked maybe Paul Dana just because he sort of looks yeah, like him as well. Because totally Bob well. Dylan isn't like attractive, really. No. So, yeah. And Timothy Chalamet obviously is like everyone thinks he's some sort of god. So yeah. I, I, I even I can acknowledge he's a good looking man. He's a good looking man, but he just doesn't suit. Bob Dylan. You don't think so? I, I, I don't know what Bob good. Dylan looked like when he was I, that age. I think he'll be good. I yeah. just don't think it's the right role for Tim mm, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it. I can definitely see the bear guy. Do. I mean, that guy is just, what a fantastic actor. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. But have you, are you watching the bear? I'm currently on season two, yeah. Yes. I haven't finished yet, so, so it's not a wreck yet. But the bear is fantastic if anyone hasn't watched it. Get on I it. I, I wrecked it. Really. You you did, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't seen it yet. But yeah, what's so good about that actor is like, there'll be scenes where he's doing nothing. And he's so interesting I know, right? in doing nothing. He's just there with a blank, a blank expression on his face, not saying much. You know, just thank you, chef. But there's like just so much being said in nothing. He's just living you know? the role. It's crazy. He really is. It's Do you know sensational about, uh, actor. his t-shirt? No. Have you heard about his t-shirt? No. The, the t-shirt, white t-shirt. Yeah, the white t-shirt yeah. he's wearing in the bear. Yeah. Costs like two hundred dollars. What? And they're like. Um, I guess it's. And a you can buy show. them in real life. Yeah. But they're meant to be like what the best fit. 
t-shirt you can buy all right like a really good material and it's it's like handmade it's not through because you know how like all our t-shirts have like it's slightely looser yeah so, yeah so they're half and half mm-hmm. and they're just sewed together and over time they wither as well yeah yeah whereas a two thousand a two hundred dollar t-shirt wouldn't that one's made in a machine that just does the whole thing it doesn't wow. attach them together like, yeah. yeah that's fascinating yeah i mean as soon as i have any money i'm definitely gonna start buying more expensive clothes because they're just i used to be totally against them and now it's just like they're, they're, they're just built better they last longer yeah. you know what i mean but yeah good for the bear man you <laughs> get 200 dollars t-shirts <laughs> yeah, we come back to the house homer says that business hasn't gone up and the fire department won't let him lock people up we go back to the bowling alley he's locking up luann and kirk and they're like let us out please Homer's like never <laughs> kirk just breaks the glass door with his bowling ball like oh right <laughs> uh Horton asks marriage to go bowling with him as he uh, because as he walks down cryptocurrency lane, he can barely remember which cannabis dispenser um, used to be an internet cafe, and he just wants something to remain the same. And Marge is very angry. He goes, "I don't want to bowl." And Homer's like, "Are you concealing a secret about bowling?" Kind of a weird line. How would he have gotten that from her saying she didn't want to go bowling? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, it's hot in here. Yeah. Well, you want to keep that? Like, yeah, we'll keep that. Yeah, Sebastian's cracked open a window, so it's quite warm in here. We were living in each other's body heat. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just thought that was a weird line. Just him being like, are you concealing a secret about bowling? And Mary's like, no. We then get a little flashback to, um, I mean, context people don't know. This whole episode is basically a sequel to a season one episode called Life on the Fast Lane, which is the one where marriage bowls with Juck. Jacques is in the scene, this flashback scene right now, returning voice actor Albert Brooks, who was one of the best Simpsons guest stars. He's just such a good comedic actor. Yeah. He improvises a lot. Great, great stereotypical accent. Yeah, so good. He improvises a lot as well. I, I, I think in this episode in particular, you can see this let him go wild, and it's just so fun. It's a little flashback to like where they would have been at in that episode, Life in the Fast Lane. He's like teaching Marge how to bowl, and he's like, bowling and life begin at the hips. Marge is like, hmm, she's imagining the pins as Homer. <laughs> and we can cut back to the present. Marge is like, there's something I never told you about my past. The past. The past is past. Do you want to know every little mistake I've made? Sort of. <laughs> Let's go bowling. We then cut to them bowling together, Marge and Homer. Uh, he informs her that it's like rolling a Maggie. <laughs> and Marge gets a strike immediately. And then Homer's like, pretend you're hitting a roast into an oven 50, 60 feet away. <laughs> Great line. And she, she ends up bowling a perfect game. Um, and we see that a squid is like putting the pins back together and this, like in, in like a Flintstones fashion and the squid just goes I really need to get uh, back into water <laughs> and Homer just goes Marge can we have Bronto burgers tonight and we see Homer just daydreaming all this it wasn't actually a talking squid and Marge just goes Homer you're not Fred Flintstone oh you have a damn a dough <laughs> Marge just scores another strike and she's like, someone get Mama a beer. And the squid arrives <laughs> with a, a tray of beers. And we see Homer's dreaming all this. <laughs> we see Lisa watching him. And it's like, he's in that world more than he's with us. One of my favorites of the episode. It was just so stupid. And like, what the hell? That's what made me love it. <laughs> just imagining that they're in the Flintstones. You didn't seem too thrilled by it. Um... <laughs> 
no, I don't know. It's hilarious. I, I, I am. I am. I'm yeah. just uh, not good with showing emotion. You know me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I saw you. I would just see something funny. I just go, "That's funny." Yeah, I, don't I even laugh. No, okay. Your face just looked like you were like that. It was lame. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> just so stupid. Uh, then Terence makes an offer to marriage, saying that a dame from the fifties playing a game from the thirties is uh, retro on kitsch to the power of vintage. And marriage is like, what the hell does he mean by that? And gets an app called Hipster to English and translates it. It just says, "Poor attempt at a compliment." She says she shall put marriage up against an opponent of his choosing, and if she wins, they'll keep the alley open. And if she loses, he'll turn it into a coffee shop so expensive your eyes will bleed. And Marge is like, deal, you're going down, Terrence. And she like throws down the microphone. She's like, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. If there's any damage, uh, here's a Best Buy gift card. <laughs> we didn't cut to Luigi's restaurant. He's getting a picture of Marge with a bowling uh, a, 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 a bowling meatball, like like a meatball shaped like a bowling ball. And he's like, now I, I chop it up. It, it's today's special. And then it goes into the soup, uh, then to the dogs, and then back to the soup. And then that's it. That's, the, that's all the St. Luigi's was. But I thought that was a hilarious little quote. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, we go back to the house. Homer says he can't believe marriage hasn't taken a lesson. And we see marriage has like a, a little vision, like a snake jocks uh, killing Homer. And Homer's like, I can't believe I'm sleeping with the woman who's saving the town. Which <laughs> love that. Just that's how Homer perceives it. She's mm-hmm. saving the bowling alley. He sees it saving the town. We see the marriage is envisaging the pins and like how she can, you know, score a perfect game. And then Homer's having this a, a same kind of vision, but he's just making a pizza. <laughs> he's like, oh, it tastes so good off the ceiling. As it tastes as good off the ceiling as it does off off the floor. We cut back to Mar- cut the marriage practicing, but her fear of running into jocks has made her lose her game. She throws a ball at the TV. She throws a ball at Mole Man, once again getting in, has died twice in this episode now. <laughs> and um, she throws a ball outside and it goes out to uh, a bunch of elderly people in go-karts. <laughs> they, they dodge it and Grandpa just goes, we use that ball while we did the Hitler's bombs. Get out of the way. <laughs> Lisa says that trouble is brewing, which she knows is a sign she always knows when trouble is brewing it's a sign of her early neurosis but her feelings are irrelevant she has to remember that <laughs> nice little detail that made sense for Lisa's character she is early neurosis uh, Homer says that she needs the most advanced form of therapy there is a professional bowling instructor we come back to the house and, and Jacques of course has arrived to be marriage's bowling instructor once again and marriage goes shoo shoo stop with the shoe. it is high in the flesh you like the way I just said that word, flesh? I can make anything sound erotic. Garbage disposal. Toilet plunger. Lollipop. You know, Homer has hired him as he does the... He's the best bowler in town, and he ensures marriage. His, intent, his intentions in her are purely professional. And marriage is like, why are you standing so close to me? Like, Quite frankly, I am hard of hearing. And marriage is like, how do I know you're telling the truth? And he's like, if I am lying, may I never eat cheese again. It's like, oh... He says it, if she doesn't join him, uh, Homer will... Well, he says it, if, if, if she doesn't join him, Homer will suffer greatly. Or he, he says Homer, and Marge is like, you mean Homer? Like, of course, Homer, he needs you more than ever. And, and, and don't worry, we, we don't have an affair. Fair is fair, and I love your hair. And I must go back to my cover. I'm just kidding, I don't have the cover. Terrible car. It's the only word I can think of that rhymes. <laughs> Homer left to go to Moe's, he comes back to get his car keys. He's like, oh, you're still here. Great teacher. Don't wait up. <laughs> I found it surprising in 34 seasons, this is the first time they've ever made a sort of joke of like Homer being a cuckold. 
like yeah. he didn't know what was going on between marriage and jokes obviously on this episode but like <coughs> in the past I find it surprising that this is the first time they've ever made that joke on Homer because it's he's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer yeah, yeah. <laughs> this makes perfect sense because <laughs> he's such a buffoon um, we then cut back to the bowling alley Jux tells Marge to imagine she's waltzing with the ball and Grandpa's watching all this and he's like what kind of bowling instructor wears a turtleneck <laughs> it's so weird that's the first thing that made him suspicious of him that he's wearing a turtleneck it's a ridiculous line he's like mark my words he's up to no good honestly I'm suspicious of people who wear turtlenecks really I have many turtlenecks you don't trust them you don't trust me then <laughs> not when you're wearing a turtleneck <laughs> not when I'm wearing a turtleneck why <sighs> they're just gay <laughs> is you don't trust gay people <laughs> uh <laughs> no I don't know they, they just I just don't like them no? Yeah. You don't like wearing them and don't like the looking at other people? Yeah. Mm, well, I'll make sure to always wear a turtleneck around you. I love turtlenecks, man. I find them very comfy. I like the way I look in them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I have... I like fleeces that, like, come up to your neck, but I don't like the actual turtleneck Yeah, not, not the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. They, 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 they are very French. I like I, I like turtlenecks. I find them very comfortable. I know what you mean, though. They kind of look douchey. Probably <laughs> don't look for douchey sure. in a turtleneck. But they're so cozy. Anyway, it's too fucking hot at the moment. We won't be wearing one anytime soon. But I'll make sure once it gets start, starts getting There's cold. There's a certain attitude that people that wear turtlenecks have. Yeah. As well, very sassy and like. For sure. I mean, I don't. But yeah, yeah. people who wear turtlenecks all the time are like, yeah, they're definitely a sassy people. Definitely are like dressed to impress that 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 kind of thing. But um, but yeah, Grandma says that he's up to no good, and Homer's like, "What? You you're crazy? I'm I'm getting six beers." Um, Juxon asks Marge why she is still with Homer and if he's still buying her bowling balls for presents which context is the reason why they met in that season one episode because Homer bought Marge a bowling ball for her birthday that said Homer on it <laughs> obviously a present for him um, but Marge is like he apologised for that and Jux says he still remembers the night they almost got intimate. Uh, he showered four times sh- uh, shaved twice and when the doorbell knocked he immediately kissed Forgetting he had ordered takeout, and it was a twenty-year-old kid holding a roast beef sandwich, and and and, and the guy came out the very next day. <laughs> the way he says this is a braggadocious way, like he came out the very next day. <laughs> and the manager just goes, "You said just bowling." And look, while all this is happening in the background, you can see Fat Tony bowling, mm. but all the pins don't land, so he starts shooting the other <laughs> pins. Just a great little background guy. They're always good at doing that when where they find the opportunity. Um, but Jux promises her there's nothing a Frenchman wants more than to beat an American at a game they invented and that they'll bowl the night away in a platonic way. Homer starts growing worried as he sees another gang of women like fawning over a different professional bowler. And I love the thing that made him start like getting weary of Jux and marriage was that a different fucking bowler was getting attention from women. Yeah. It wasn't what was happening to them at all. And this guy was like fat and ugly. I know, yeah. It's because two women were like falling over him. <laughs> grandpa informs him that he was right and he spots that Jux is like giving marriage a, a shoulder massage. And he says that whenever he needs to know something, he goes to old people with nothing better to do. If I need the 411 on some 111, I consult my network. Old people with nothing better to do. You can learn anything you want from discarded human beings. He finds it on Juck's Facebook. Every photo he has is him with a different woman. And Homer's like, I don't know what I find more shocking. These photos or that you know how to use Facebook. Um, 
But he cuts him going into Jock's apartment, knocking on, on Jock's apartment door. He's like, let me in. He's like, no, I am naked. And if you if you see me, you will feel inferior forever. <laughs> the Americans don't know how to feel inferior, even if we should. He, he bursts in, he sees that Jux has a shrine dedicated to marriage, and Homer realises his obsession with uh, keeping the bowling alley open has made him lose sight of his relationship with marriage, and Jux says he's already lost, and Homer's like, as they say in my country, on guard, and they grab two bowling balls and start dueling with it like they're swords. Uh, Jux throws his face into, Homer's face into a ball polisher, but Homer gets him at the end by crushing his feet with a bowling ball, and uh, Homer goes, tell me how far you went with Marge. And I was like, oh, we had brunch and no hot food. He's like, brunch? That's breakfast getting it on with lunch. <laughs> getting brilliant light. Marge then enters and says that nothing happened. And Marge is like, you probably don't even remember, but you disappointed me and I was upset. And Homer's like, all right, I remember that exactly. And a little daydream of just like a bunch of clips of him doing something wrong throughout yeah. the show, as he always has. Great little little montage and uh great again Hans Zimmer just killing it like a slow kind of sad rendition of the theme song playing over it it was so um, beautiful do you also realize the um when they were having the fight Mm -hmm. um like the bowling ball fight (laughs) yeah yeah did you know it was this the same um song that plays when Anakin and Obi-Wan are having the fight in Revenge of the Sith. Oh no, I actually didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That totally went over my head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. I don't great, know, like... Great little detail. obviously that wasn't Hans Zimmer, but... So they must have paid something for it. But I thought that was... Cool was it the exact thing. same music? Or was it, it was a cover same. of it? Same it music, same, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both owned by Disney, so... Yeah, I guess they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They might not have to pay anything. It's one of those things they kind of make a deal with each other. Like, it looks good for... A Star Wars music beyond the Simpsons they're, they're probably happy to take it yeah. you know what I mean the same way that and they weren't even bought owned by Disney at the time when the when the Family Guy Star Wars thing came out uh, Seth MacFarlane had to pay George Lucas anything because he was a fan of the show and he just said go ahead That's you nice. know like I'd love to see it yeah yeah so cool yeah, and then Homer just goes, yeah, he, he, all these memories, like all these horrible things he's done to marriage. Uh, he's like, if you're still here after all of that and some of the stuff you don't know about, you must really love me. And marriage's like, I love you with all my heart. And Jock's like, ugh, nothing worse than a committed relationship. I'm going to vomit. Marriage is like, you swore on cheese. And he's like, oh, I never cared for cheese. <laughs> is it an entree or, or dessert? No one knows. And some come with holes. Those are the more expensive ones. Why would you pay more money for holes? <laughs> he tells them to enjoy their celebration until they crumble into enviable bliss and they're like we will and they walk away and Jock's like help me clean up I'm like no we didn't cut to the bowling alley Marge getting ready for the big game the Terrence reveals that her opponent is Jock's like it was totally obvious it was going to be him but this is still a fun little like quote unquote twist um, as they bowl we see Homer is drinking a lot, a lot of bottles of Duff really nervously and Terence is drinking a bunch of espressos uh, we see Cletus filling out this is just all like random stuff happening while the game is taking place Cletus is filling out a bowling ball installment plan he's just buying a bowling ball for some reason uh, we see Jux wiping his sweat with cheese uh, Homer throws a ball to the floor in excitement and it hits him right back in the face and Bart is pouring shoe spray into Grandpa while he's sleeping uh, while bowling, Marge loses a nail and gets Lisa to cuss it, and Lisa's like being like her trainer, like uh, Paulie and Rocky, like, Are you sure? Do it. I've seen a lot of bowlers in my eight years, but no one's got bigger pearls than you. Chuck <sighs> says, uh, the, the moment of truth, uh, as if that wasn't enough, I am dying. 
And I go to Curdy wearing a t-shirt that says Team Jokes. And he just goes, no! One of my favorite gags. Just because it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. He was a big fan of jokes. <laughs> just that they were, it was just the perfect character. I couldn't think of any character more stupid and random have been a huge fan of something Kearney. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous in the best way. Um, And he just goes, you know, I I am dying, as we all are, in the existential sense. uh, Existential sense. Not now. And then Marge takes another... It's it's like the final round. They're both doing really well. Marge leaves herself a Greek church split, the hardest spare to pick up. And we've all gotten that spare before. They're just like, you're trying to figure out a way to do it. It just, it can't happen. Like, it's, it's so impossible. And Homer just goes, I can read what's behind those pins. She she still has feelings for him. Which, again, was a weird line because it wasn't even true. She clearly doesn't have feelings for him. Like, as if just Homer being Homer, just, like, super insecure. As you would if you found out, like, your wife nearly had an affair. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair to him. Um, Mary starts imagining how to get the, the spares and... She ends up beating Jocks naturally, and uh, Jock just goes, I-, "I have lost everything." And then Wiggum arrives and is like, "And we just found out you you're here on an expired Boeing visa. You're going back where you came from, Paris." <laughs> Which again was just such a dumb detail, but it made me laugh that he got there on an expired Boeing visa. And <laughs> so that's a thing that could get you to travel anywhere. <laughs> and then Jock just goes, uh, "Oh, not Paris. There's nothing there but uh, sex, food, and all of August stuff." And then cut to Terrence telling them that he'll keep the alley open, but it will only be one lane with a three-month waiting list. And um, Homer thanks Marge for saving the alley and his ego. He's like, you really do love me after all. Marge is like, was there really any doubt? And everyone in the boy just goes, yes. <laughs> Great little closer. Yeah, fun episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feelings? Yeah, it was, um, it was fun. Like, it's... Uh... Not a standout one. No, a bit more filler. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you look in pain. I was, uh, I was, cro- my legs were crossed for too long, and now my left leg oh. is very asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so you give your feelings while I wait for this to go down. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about this one because the whole Marge and Homer relationship has been addressed a lot, of course. especially recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am getting a bit bored of it. Cause we've seen it so much sure um they have found ways to make it original definitely um it was nice in this episode to bring back a very old episode for sure and a classic character yeah classic character so that was the original aspect of it mm. however the relationship being about you know someone possibly cheating or someone being jealous and then they resolve it it's kind of been done before mm. i kind of was a bit let down um, okay, but I did like a lot of other aspects about the episode. There was some very very funny moments for sure. Um, great cameo, um, well guest appearance. Guest appearance. Yeah. Um, you know it was, and it was nice to see um, like Lenny and everything as well, like making more of an appearance. Yeah, they had nice um, little like supporting roles yeah, for sure. It was nice to see like. A different environment as well like not the house and, mm. and, and even though they were in Moe's for a little bit it was just yeah mainly, true mainly, mainly in the bowling alley. bowling alley yeah which was nice mm. um so yeah no it was it was fine it wasn't a bad episode but that was my only critique of it so i would give it a 6.5 okay fair enough yeah i agree it wasn't like it wasn't a breathtaking episode it was fun but like 
a bit, a bit, bit more filler. Um, I gave, I gave it a seven point five. I really enjoyed it. I said it was a um, a fun, pretty perfect story to bring back uh, Jacques. Like I thought, I I couldn't. I couldn't give a better way to bring him back to it than like this scenario. It just mm. made so much sense, you know. Uh, I said it's kind of same as you. My favorite bits were the utterly random gags, like the bits that had nothing to do with the episode, like the Flintstones bit I thought was hilarious, yeah. uh, the Kearney bit made me laugh out loud, and just Albert Brooks improvising was brilliant as a joke. He's a brilliant improviser. You 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 can just tell what bits were like. I guess the the writers, but also the director, just letting him go off script. Like the bit where he's going like, uh, "Oh, you know, fair is fair. I love your hair." That was, that was definitely improvised. The bit where he's like saying all the words that sounded sexy coming out of his mouth. That was totally improvised. You yeah, know, just hearing nice. him, yeah, hearing him just going off for like, you know, didn't serve the plot in any way, but they were hilarious. Just loved that. Um, I said, yeah, my critique. I, I thought it would have been more interesting if marriage was ever tempted. Like she was never once tempted by him in this episode. If he, if he, if she ever like slightly was, I think it would have been more interesting. But I did say, canonically speaking, it was faithful to where their relationship is at now, mm-hmm. and shows how they've grown since that season, since that episode from season one. In that, I think Pixelated Afraid being a perfect example. That episode like really brought them closer together in a different way. That it did feel like. They were saying faithful that they are kind of closer than ever now that she actually isn't being tempted by him yeah, anymore. Even, yeah. yeah, even though she was in season one. <clears throat> so even though I do feel it would be more interesting if she was slightly tempted, it was it, it, it did feel true to their relationship that she never did. That being said, though, I only just realized when you were saying, you know, we've we, we explored their relationship before. It's been they've they've done it in interesting ways. And in episode this season that did the similar concept, I think, yeah. better. Was the the Peloton one? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. With Corey, kind of similar setup, but I think they more a bit more interesting definitely. because, I mean, there was never any like you never thought she was going to cheat on Homer, but she was definitely like attracted to Corey. Yeah, you know, sure. which made it interesting in a different way. Whereas it did, like I said, it was favorable to the relationship, but it could have been interesting if she was even slightly tempted by him at any point. You know what I mean? But there was never any doubt, which made it, you know, it made, made it. It made it feel a bit more filler because even if she was tempted, you you knew she wouldn't. You know, Simpsons would never go there. But if she if she got tempted, you you kind of like lost in that moment. But they, they never even tried to go there, so it was a bit like okay, well this is fine then. You know, they're going to yeah. be they're going to be okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, overall, it, they're just small small critiques. I thought it was a very fun episode. Yeah, jumping on to the news. Dylan Simpson news. Dylan Simpson's news. Dylan Simpson's news. A few little cool pieces of news this week. Just two pieces, but um, Addy does announced a Homer Simpson shoe, and the shoe looks great. If I could afford it, is I this would... the uh, the Adidas Stan Smith one? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's with so the, cool. him going into the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I love cool. it. For people who haven't seen it, look it up. Yeah, Stan Smith. Um, I like Homer how shoe. subtle it is. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just like a plain Adidas white shoe, but at the very back, it's like the little image of Homer going into the bush, like the classic meme. It it's looks got great. the material. Oh, like the bush, well. yeah, exactly. It looks great. Why is it called Stan Smith? Because uh, Stan Smith, I believe, was a tennis player. Okay. Um, that, that, that shoe was like named after him. So it was like his Air yeah, Jordans. Yeah, sort of right. like that. So okay. Adidas always had a shoe called Stan Smith. Ah, that makes sense. And they're like default white girl shoes I mean, yeah yeah they're, they're nice but they're, they're nice yeah. just like the default for sure npc shoes yeah it's basically those shoes but with a little homer in the bushes added yeah. for the, they are cool they're really cool Tempting. yeah 
Yeah. Do you that, know how much they are? Oh, I'm sure really expensive. Yeah. I, I I didn't check. No, I just I would have been upset. I'm sure it's like at least eighty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, and white shoes. I like them, but like. They're always going to get ruined. Yeah. A month in, you just can't wear them anymore. Or yeah. you can, but they're dirty and they're impossible to wash. Yeah. But they are nice shoes. That, that makes sense. I was thrown by, you know, the, the, the report was like, hey, that's announced the Stan Smith Homer Simpson shoe. And I thought, Stan Smith is the name of the dad, an American dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was like a shoe with Homer and Stan Smith. Um, that, <laughs> Which it wasn't, obviously. I follow on TikTok who has like a massive Simpsons collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got them and he also said the same thing he was like I thought it was like American Dad or something I didn't realise it was like a tennis player yeah yeah I was so thrown by it uh, a, a, Stan, a Stanley Smith and Homer collab yeah yeah why not I, <laughs> I'd be down um, but yeah what's the second piece of news oh yeah the second piece is that Reubs, the YouTuber who I mentioned many many podcasts ago um, who was like doing a reboot of Simpsons Hit and Run has oh, completed yeah. it. Yeah, he's not releasing it. He can't. <laughs> but if you watch the final video, my God, the man put so much detail into it. It is like GTA 5 yeah, version yeah. of Springfield. Obviously not as detailed as GTA 5, but like, if he was given a budget, like, the amazing things he could have done with it. And yeah, it's very sad. Obviously, he, yeah, he, he put up the final video and showed his final word and it looks incredible. And he just said, look, I doubt I'll ever be able to do anything with this. I don't think I'll ever be able to see the light of day unless Activision, which owns the right Citizen Run, let me do something with this. So, you know, just putting it out there is one of the many Simpsons fans on the internet. I would love to... A Citizen Run reboot anyway would be incredible. But yeah, just like a remaster would a, be great. Totally, but to let him do something with it, because clearly this man has shown that he's passionate about it, driven, that he's willing to put the work in, that he knows what he's and doing. And throw in a few extra things as well, you know? It's, of course, yeah, you got a whole team involved in it. I don't get why they're not doing it. It would make so it much money. It would sell so much. Because well. the nostalgia is there. People still so talk people about it. rage. Yeah. We always talk about it. Love that game. Games, totally. Yeah. Even people who are like, aren't watching Simpsons anymore and stuff like that are still like, Oh, dude, I remember playing that game as a kid. I loved it, you know? And it would just be such an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. I would love it so much. Uh, I Throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't know if it ever will. I doubt it ever will. But if they ever want to do something with it, it would make me so happy. And I don't game, but my God, I would I would, I would, would get back into it for Sims and Run yeah. 100%. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all the news. Two, two fun little pieces of news there. Let us jump into Seth's Classics. <laughs> This week, I actually, um, I guess it's a later one. Season 16, episode 17, it's the Heartbroken Kid. Yeah, I'm even doing um, kind of like 15, been 16 to go for of it more recently. recently. Yeah, no, I'm cool with um, that. Just because, especially like, those people that, own, there's a lot of people that only watch Classic Simpsons. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, this is newer classics of course this is what the podcast is all about yeah, yeah. wanting to promote so, good episodes I think people just turn a blind eye to yeah. and I think this is a solid example love this episode um, I, I love this the episode the Kids. yeah it's a, it's a there's a vending they, the school puts in a vending machine and it's mm. meant to be hip and urban for the young kids <laughs> yeah and um, it, it kind of it's, it's funny because yeah Bart's always been like very healthy yeah. Even though, you know, he's like he's always very active. Of course, yeah, very um, hyper. It got, it kind of makes sense for him to fall for something like this and become addicted to junk food. Totally. Um I th- and I think that the point in this episode where he sells his skateboard 
to Willie is actually an incredibly powerful moment because the skateboard just represents Bob. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's He's a really literally good point. selling his soul. Yeah. Just to buy this food. Just like he did in season um, seven. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit too, yeah. When Willie when buys the skateboard off of him and he's just like skateboarding it through the stairwell of the yeah. school. It's so stupid. And it's, it's kind of, it was scary because Bart just did it with ease. I know, yeah. That's how, how obsessed he was becoming um, with his junk food. It I don't is. know how he like, one thing I was confused about was how he afford- he had so much junk food in the episode. I'm like, surely he would have run out of that money. That's a good point. Point. It never crossed my mind. Yeah, because <laughs> Willie gave him some money, and it was like three different bills. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know how much it was altogether, but I'm like, surely he would have run out of something. That's point. so true. It never crossed my mind. The show definitely does kind of like jump back and forth to how much money the family have where it suits them. Yeah. Like there's an episode where they're broke and they need to do something to get more money fast they'll do that but there's an episode where they need to do something that would involve a lot of money it's just suddenly Homer yeah. is super wealthy you know what I mean which is fine but yeah totally there's so, we'll so just, much income in this episode we'll just label that as uh, that's just part of the the struggle and imbalance of American life I mean you know, sometimes you entirely. Money, sometimes you don't yeah it, it's true it is true yeah um, I mean we obviously explore later on in the episode he gets sent to a fat camp yeah. and it's so expensive the family have to start a youth hostel in the house uh, to pay for it and there's a very pathetic moment oh so sad <laughs> that bit always makes me really sad <laughs> Bart cuts a hole in the floor where they're like throwing away ice cream as yeah. like therapy and he's just sucking all the ice cream out pathetic <laughs> sorry that, that, that wasn't that, that bit sad too but I, I thought you were talking about the bit where um, you know he, he wants like as much money as possible from the, from the people staying in the hostel Homer um, and then they're like, oh, how, how much can you pay? It's like, oh, I, I can give you um, $50 a week. Like, oh, okay. And later on, he's like dressing like later hosts and is like serving them beer. And he's asking for more money and he's like, make him sing um, a German version of 99 yeah. <laughs> Red Balloons. It's so sad. He's like really sadly saying like, 99 Balloons. It's and, so tragic. And, and Marge is like just cleaning and there's this German guy like, Listing everything wrong with America. Yeah. Yeah, like a freaking conspiracy theory, like like a hardcore, really into politics, like left wing German man. But this this guy who runs the camp that we obviously thought was only in it for the money, yeah, actually goes out his way to show Bart what's happened because of him, and yeah, completely, it's quite a powerful moment because it's like Bart seeing his family struggle so much. Yeah, it was a weird moment. It kind of. Every time it happens, I kind of think of, um, like, Scrooge. Yeah. You know, it kind of feels like it's the ghost of... thing, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like he's a ghost, happens. yeah, showing Bart, like, the future and stuff. It's just a strange scene, like, the family never notice him mm-hmm. by the windows, if you, as if you wouldn't notice your own son, like, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a nice moment. Curious question for you, did you pick this episode because of Albert Brooks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you knew that, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the guy running the fat camp is once again voiced by Albert Brooks, who has mentioned he's just a fantastic um every time he's been on the show is great he's hank scorpio uh he's russ carrigal the villain simpsons movie he's like one of those vital guest stars in the show yeah. and this episode is a prime example it's so many fun moments uh, one of my favorites at the very end actually where you know obviously bart sees the struggle the family are going through so agree agrees to um start losing weight and they're like oh maybe we should send homer to that gap and he's in the car with albert brooks's character <laughs> um and he's saying that they're only to stay in a hotel, but he, he can only afford one room. And it's like, oh, but, but what, what, what are we going to do? 
how are we gonna sleep? Like head to tail. Like we'll we'll figure that out when we're both <laughs> when we're both facing each other, but naked. God, you're pathetic. You can tell that it's just Dan Castaneda and Albert Brooks improvising. Yeah. And he he starts eating something. And he's like, oh my god, you're eating something right now. What is that? A cheeseburger. Like, oh my god, give me something. Like, no, I just want the cheese. No meat. No, I do want the meat. It's just yeah. again just yeah, back and forth nonsense, but like so fun. Yeah. So it's just and, ridiculous. And I love this episode because. It's, uh, I mean, we we all love a Bart episode. Totally, it's, one, it's it's a solid Bart episode. One, yeah, because yeah, I I love seeing Bart be put in situations where he's conflicted. And he has to actually try and be a good person rather than just being like the cheeky Bart exactly, who yeah. only is out for himself. Like he's put in a situation here where he needs to do something selfless for his family, and it's mm-hmm. really really sweet. Yeah, it's solid solid Bart episode for, for me, sure. Um, eight point five out of ten, probably. 8.5? Yeah. Uh, Pushing a 9. Probably a 6.5. Yeah, I'd probably go the same as you. Yeah, 8.5. Yeah. Great great episode, it's for sure. Yeah, yeah, very solid episode. Well, one more bit that I loved as well is when he's like... Albert Brooks' character is like whipping all the fat people oh, at yeah. the camp. And Ken Brock is one of them. Um, and he's like, you know, how did you get fat? Like, oh, the stress working for Channel 6 News. And like, oh yeah, you got so fat that it was leaking over channels uh, 5 and 7. I hope you have three paychecks. Just great a little bit. And also when they find out about the uh, vending machines, like that they talk to the students. And that's why everyone's like loving them so much. Homer's like, oh, I, I, I could never give you up to Machine Marge. Or could I? And he's had like a little flashback. And it's like a Terminator marriage. He, he comes over like, honey, I'm home. And the Terminator starts shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a dumb fantasy. You think he's going to be imagining like, like him a, having... A sexy robot Marge. Like yeah. making him dinner and stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just literally just look like the Terminator except with the blue hair. And just shoots him dead. <laughs> That's a whole fantasy. Just so dumb. Yeah, really, really fun episode. Definitely like what you said. That kind of balance of like lots of very fun guys. Also like a yeah. good story that makes you really care for the characters and the whole family get involved too which is really nice really like how they did that uh yeah jumping on to who wrote this episode for people who don't know about the segment this is a segment i decided to do inspired by the writer's stride which is obviously still ongoing and my idea was just doing a segment every week where i dedicate like a tribute to the person who wrote the episode, the episode being Pingal, not the Harpro kid. So the writer of this episode was Jeff Westbrook, who's been writing for the show since the 16th season, actually. And uh, he's also a writer on Futurama, and he's won three Writers Guild of America awards. Wow. Uh, yeah, all for Simpsons episodes. One for Kill Gill, another for Apocalypse Cow, and the last one for Ned and Edna's Blend. And I've noticed looking through all his episodes, he's, he wrote like, I think close to 30 episodes. Um, he's in a lot of Ned Flanders episodes, which I find mm. intriguing. It must be a character he really likes, and he definitely writes for the character really well. But my top three favorite, favorite episodes, personally, that he's written, uh, Lo- No Loan Again Naturally, from season 20. Great episode where the family lose the mortgage to their house, and Ned buys it off them and becomes their landlord, so they don't have to move away, basically. And it's just, a, again, a beautiful exploration of what a good person Ed Flanders is, but then also Homer abusing what a good person Ed Flanders yeah. is done really well. He's, you probably haven't seen the episode, but like you can imagine how Homer would behave if Ned was his landlord. So it's it just sounds a, like a great concept. It, it is, yeah, it is, and they, they they utilize it brilliantly in it. Number two is the one I mentioned. He, one of the ones he won an award for, Kill Gill Volumes One and Two from season eighteen. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this episode before on the podcast, but yeah, this great episode. Uh, where Gil moves in with the family and he says he's only going to be there for a while he ends up staying there for an entire year and it just 
goes through like him staying on the couch for different like seasons like him him there at easter time him there christmas summer stuff like that and it's it's done very nicely and a great exploration of the guild's character and number one i've definitely mentioned how much i love this episode so many times but i have to say it again because he wrote the episode number one i went for the road to cincinnati mm. the one that follows um Super Tan Chalmers and Principal Skin on yeah. a road trip together and it's still the only episode the show has done that doesn't include the family a member of the family in a lead role and it's just such a special episode Is that in your top 5 of all time would you say? or top 10? of all time no but 20? no 20 would it's still crazy. have to be. it sounds like you know I love it I love it don't get me wrong it would probably be top 50 which is still Perfect. a high praise for yeah considering that there's 750 episodes. Mm. You know what I mean? I do think it's fantastic. It's so well written. It's so different. It feels different because of the fact that you don't have the family there. Well, they appear in it, but like not not, not to a big degree. Um, just having an episode where Principal Skinner and Super Tennis Chalmers in the lead role, there's just such weird characters and they utilize them so brilliantly and their relationship develops so wonderfully in it. And yes, shout out to Jeff Westbrook for just writing a fantastic episode. And I really do hope that they see from the success of this episode because it is like uh, a lot of fans love this episode and, and it, it gets it goes up in like lists of like best episodes of, of the of best episodes of, of the layer seasons a lot um i really hope that they do more episodes with, with, with just one of the characters outside the family in a lead role not including homer back they should do more yeah because yeah, they just bring a fun energy that's different and you can because we like these characters enough you know i would have no problem with across the episode that didn't have Barrett or a Chief Wiggum episode that didn't have Homer you know I'm totally down for that um, but yeah that concludes who wrote this episode the next segment I don't know why I'm drawing blanks here is the questions I just two questions this week once again um, both Simpsons related both from Simpsons fan pages thank you very much guys first one comes from the Simpsons tattoo which is a fun little page that gives um just photos of like great tattoos that people have yeah. the Simpsons. I, I thought about getting one. A Simpsons tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Just because... Um, I feel like such a fake fan if you get a Simpsons tattoo before me. Because I definitely am going to get Homer on my body eventually. Which the, is the, a weird sentence. I mean, that would be cool. Because <laughs> I definitely will. Because a tattoo artist I know. Mm. Um, a guy that works in the same place as him. Yeah. He, he, one of his like specialties is Simpsons tattoos. Mm. But he does like crossovers, so it'll be like oh, so cool. two different characters combined. Right. Um What would you get? So he had one where it was um the one that my tattoo artist got off of him mm. was um Willy. Yeah. Like, but the top half. But the bottom half is like Bart pulling his shorts down. Like, <laughs> like mooning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Willie mooning. But, yeah. Right. That's interesting. A random duo of the pair yeah. together. I you, you'd, you'd get that? I wouldn't get that. No. I think I'd get... I don't know, because I don't know if I necessarily want Mr. Burns. But he's your favorite character. He's your favorite I'm surprised. Character, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Any idea? No? No. No? But you, you're, you're thinking of getting a Simpsons theme tattoo. You're not sure yeah. what. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, we should both do it. I mean, I definitely do want to get one eventually, 100%. It will be Homer. I don't know what version of Homer, what picture of Homer, or even where in my body I would put it, but I definitely do want Homer's face in my body. It, it, is, it represents me so much, and I think kind of a similar reason why you have a tattoo of Spongebob on you. Like, that kind of reminder to just always be silly and not to take things too seriously and just always have a sense of humour, you know? I think that's... Yeah one of the biggest things The Simpsons has always taught me and has continued to teach me to just, just have fun you know just enjoy your life and exactly, don't take things yeah. too seriously so I think and Homer's my favourite character of all time and I will always will be just yeah I, 
I, I don't think anything could represent me better than just having Homer on my body. <laughs> Which is a strange sentence, but it's the truth. But anyway, yeah, our, our, our question from Simpsons at 2 is, um, have you gone on the Simpsons ride and would you rate it? I'm pretty sure we've both spoken about it before. We've both the gone on it. In Universal. Los Angeles Universal. Well, it's in Florida as well, but it's the same ride. It's the, yeah. the, the, the like, virtual one. Yeah, you're, like, on a roller coaster yeah. inside your bob takes it over. Um... What was the question? Have I been in it and would I go on it again? Would you rate it? It's like, do you, oh. do you, is, it, is it good? I'd actually... Right. I think it's fantastic. I would say the whole Simpsons part, the theme part... Amazing. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, like, cue to the ride is, like, very interactive. I love when the cues... They, they have something happening, yeah. so it's fun while you're waiting. Exactly. Yeah, and they did definitely I a good job that in that aspect, one. Especially inside. And I enjoyed the whole process of, like getting into the ride and everything so mm. it's just like you're in the Simpsons it was so oh, cool it's, uh, dream come true the for ride me, yeah. itself I don't think was that good really okay but for the fact that the experience of queuing and everything was good mm. I'd rate it a 6.5 just because I didn't like the ride that much oh okay I assumed he meant would you rate it as in like this, is it good oh right would I you rate, he was asking for you're fine to rate it I'm not going to give it a, a rating <laughs> I sound personally. like a twat <laughs> <laughs> maybe he maybe that's what he meant. This is this is not, not how I perceived it. I'm not going to give it a rating personally, but uh, personally I love it. I thought it was great. Um, now I would preempt this in saying that I went on the ride. I went to Universal. I went to Orlando when 2013. So I would have been 15. When I was there. Okay, so, I was 17. Know, could be 10 years ago now. Wow. So that could have been a different. It might be different things like if I went there today. I still think I would love it. And I remember thinking it was fantastic. I remember being. I mean, the whole holiday I was so happy. But especially in the Simpsons area, I remember we spent like two hours there at least. Remember I had dinner at Krusty Burger. Um, went on the. Do you have that ride as well? It's 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 like a parody of the Dumbo ride in Disneyland. But instead of you going on Dumbo, you're going on like one of Kang Cotus's tentacles. <laughs> No. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I hadn't been on it, but I know what one you're talking. Oh, okay, about. Oh yeah, yeah. Went on that as well. And while you're on a can close, they start roasting you. Very fun one too. But I, I thought the Simpsons ride was great. Uh, the simulator experience. I thought they totally felt like you were there with them. I thought the them being on a roller coaster inside your Bob taking it over. I thought that was like made sense. It's what should happen on a on a ride. And one of the leads that I love is Jimber. At the end of it, Maggie turns giant and she like eats you. And when she eats you, the whole room starts smelling of baby powder. I thought that was like a fun. I don't remember detail. that. No, maybe the, you were in California, different. I was in yeah. Hollywood, or sorry, I was in Orlando, so there could have been different, slightly different stuff there. They are meant to be mostly the same from the pictures I've seen, but there could be a few differences, obviously. But yeah, personally, my answer to your question, I, I thought it was great. Um, one of my fondest experiences of being on a riot, personally. Nice. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. And then from Fine Art Simpsons, a fantastic page, only followed us recently, and I would recommend anybody who follows us on Instagram or is just a fan of Simpsons to follow this page uh, he does like like fine art like you know detailed pictures but all Simpsons characters and they are fantastic nice. and he's on hundreds now so well worth a look um, but his question very interesting I, I couldn't think of one what, after I first saw the question we'll just try to think of it right here what do you think is the worst thing Homer's ever done Oof. interesting question right yeah the one that goes into my head first. I'm thinking Simpsons movie. Sure. I was going to say the episode where he's going to give his kidney to Grandpa. And Grandpa will die if his kidney doesn't get donated to him. And he gets nervous and runs away. You seen that episode? It's like season 12 or 11, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's called Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble. 
that's one of like the most immediate examples I can think of of like him just being an absolute asshole. He's literally risking his father's life because he's nervous about getting his kidney removed. Yeah. You know, so that one he's definitely an asshole in the Simpsons movie as well for sure. I mean, he abandons his family. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've literally abandoned your family. Your so. own family due to your own selfishness and your own arrogance, for sure. I mean, it makes sense that one of the worst versions of Homer we've seen is in the movie because you need to raise the That's stakes the, yeah, of course. for a film. So it makes sense that for the 90-minute version of The Simpsons, we have to have Homer be as bad as possible so that he can redeem himself as good as possible at the end. You know, yeah. Those are the best character acts, in my opinion. When, you, when the character genuinely shows flaws, and he definitely does in this movie. I really respect that they weren't afraid to go there with them. Yes, this movie definitely comes to mind. I, I think I, I could give a concrete answer, but those two are definitely up there. Yeah. There's also one that is like, I like this episode, but this is this is like considered a lot of people's like least favorite episode because of what Homer does. It's called, uh, oh, what's it called again? It's called Codependence Day. It's in season 17, I think, or season 16, maybe. And in that episode, Marriage and Homer become alcoholics, and um, Homer crashes his car while drinking and driving. And marriage is passed out on in the seat next to her, and Homer replaces himself with marriage. I've seen this one, yeah. Yeah, that one's definitely up there. Pretty fucking shit. Um, but again, it's like people love talking about those episodes and being like, "Oh, he's a jerk," and they've ruined him as a character. Like, I think the worse situations you put your characters into, he the more interesting it like is. Yeah. You, you need to do this for stories to make more interesting. And when you're 17 seasons in, you've got to do something more severe, otherwise it just gets boring, you know? But to be fair, that is definitely one of the worst things he's done. That's pretty horrible. Like, if you heard about someone doing that in real life, you yeah, would probably yeah, stop talking sure. to them, <laughs> you yeah. know? For sure. But it's a story. It's a fiction. It's different. But yeah, those are, those are three pretty good... Solid examples. Top three, yeah. Pretty bad things he's done. Abandons his family risks his father's life and nearly gets his wife arrested that's a pretty good top three yeah. <laughs> when you put it that way it's like imagine if i if you found out i did those three things like think about it for a real person if i did those three things you would not talk to me you. anymore yeah. yeah of course if you found out i abandoned my family risked my dad's life and nearly got my girlfriend arrested for something i did <laughs> terrible terrible man and I love him to pieces. <laughs> great question, though. It's a fun one Very to really good, make yeah. you think. Yeah, great question. Thank you, Fire Simpsons. And yeah, let's wrap it up with the recommendations of the week. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I keep trying to let you win and it doesn't happen. All right. Uh, my recommendation, my one of two. Um, actually, I did three this week. The third one, I'm not... I'm still going to mention it, but I, I don't want to quite count it as a recommendation. I did not, the trailers of this movie did not buy me. I, I will say I didn't think it was well marketed. I happened to have Time to Kill, and it was a really short movie, so I said, ah, you know what, I'll check it out, why not? Joyride is so oh, fun. Yeah. I heard it was good. It is yeah. such a good movie. It is funny all the way through, and it's just so nice to see a comedy that is full of laughs, but doesn't have an agenda. It's just joke, joke, joke. There's a bit of heart in it, and there's great characters that you grow and love throughout, but it doesn't have a message that it's trying to, like, shove down your throat. You know, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. I <laughs> highly recommend Joyride. The ensemble's brilliant. The, 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 the four main actors are all fantastic. One of the girls, I guess the second lead, Sherry Kohler, her name is in real life, it, 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 it will be a crime to me if he doesn't go on to get lead roles in other comedy films because she is just dynamite. Mm. It's so funny. 
One of those people that are so funny that like, even when she's not talking, just like the way her face is reacting to other characters, even that made me laugh. Just such a good comedic actress. I know actress. it was the same director as Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yes, and, and produced really by like uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Okay. It's a fun little I, thing. I, just, I didn't like that film. No? Okay. So I didn't have high hopes, but I did yeah. hear that it's surprisingly good. I, I loved it personally, yeah. It was it was an absolute hoot. I, I, don't, I don't think it was well marked. I think it didn't... The trailer definitely didn't grab me. Yeah. I happened to have time to kill and I saw it and I, and I was glad I did. And it was, it was, it was a nearly sold out um, theatre as well. And it was just... I, I took it for granted years ago because comedies came out all the time. But now I just I really miss the experience of being in a room with people. No, it was Covent Garden. A room of people just laughing. It's just so nice. nice yeah. You know what I mean? Just so much See, fun. I also heard that it was like a laugh out loud. It really is. There's film, so yeah. much funny, just like gross out moments in the best way. Yeah, really, really fun movie. Yeah, after you. Uh, they're very different tone. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, from me, but I'm going to recommend a series. And okay. honestly, I couldn't recommend this enough. Like, mm. this might be one of the best recommendations I've ever had. Damn, son. Uh, it's called Time. Time. Uh, it's a mini series, mm-hmm. so two of the episodes are an hour long, and then the last one's an hour and a half. It's just three episodes. Just okay. three episodes. Um, Stars Sean Bean as the main character. Oh wow! And Stephen Graham. Well, we know what well. happens to him then. <laughs> yeah. Is he that good, good, then? good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, you love Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham's amazing. He is fantastic. Um, and so is Sean Bean. Yes. Yeah. Really. And he's not doing a fancy role, so it's nice. Um, and he doesn't die, you know? Nah, it's a spoiler. <laughs> but, um, honestly, this series is phenomenal. It's about Sean Bean mm-hmm. uh, is arrested for uh, a hit and run because he was drunk driving. Mm. He's a school Oh my teacher. god. <laughs> he, he's an English teacher. Like what we were just talking about Simpsons episode, yeah, <laughs> coincidentally. Uh, a very clean cut guy, just had a bit of an alcohol problem. Yeah. And he got caught up in that mess. Mm. Um, but it's told in a very non-linear way, so you don't really find that out till you're watching it because the, the series is about his experience in prison, mm. um, and the prison's horrible. Okay. Uh, and Stephen Graham's one of like the head patrol officer of this prison, right? Right. Um, Perfect guy for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Stephen Graham's son in this is in another prison. Okay. Um, so he goes and visits him. Um, yeah. And some of the inmates at the prison Stephen Graham works at know that his son is in another prison have contacts there and sort of like blackmail him a bit okay um, and he sort of has to do unlawful things to protect his son Stephen Graham prison. does yeah yeah that's in another prison yeah and obviously he is a patrol officer in a prison so like of course it's a very big deal corrupt the yeah law. Oh. Um, but it's like what do I do follow the law or protect my son you mm-hmm. know um and yeah, Sean Bean's character. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, "What does Sean yeah. Bean's character have to do no, with this?" So then? He's, yeah. he's the main character, and it's, oh, it's, right. it's about um, it's it's like how he grows into the prison system, how he gets used to it because he's quite an old man in it. He's one of the older people in the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, his relationship with his parents, uh, his wife who divorces him um, while he's there, and like his contact with his son and everything. Jeez. Yeah, um, and. I thought this was phenomenal. Like it was, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Mm. I mean, it was just the mood it created, and the performances, and the the way the story was told. It's some of the best writing I've ever seen. It's just so so good. Nice. And it's 
brutal. Mm. Like it's it's just grim. It's brutal. Sounds like, like it. Yeah. They casted all the people <laughs> in the prison so well. Nice. Um, everyone had their own like personalities, and it sort of cool. gives you a bit of an awareness of like what can go on. Yeah. Even in UK prisons. Mm. Um, honestly, you should watch it, man. It's so good. Uh, no, you've definitely sold me. I mean, it so, sounds so fantastic. So What's it on? BBC. Oh, I nice. iPlayer. Awesome. Okay. Is it a relatively new show? 2021. Oh, okay, so no, but I, I, I never heard of it. Uh, I was just thinking there, actually, as you said, like, Jean being one of the older people in the prison. I don't... How old even is he? I was just thinking there. I think he he's has 60 looked, now. He's in his 60s, okay. He has looked like he's in his, like, late 40s, yeah. early 50s forever. Like, I think he, he is now 60. Right, because he, he looked like around 50s in Goldeneye, which came out in 1995. Yeah, you know? that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, he's looked... like he was just born like that. Yeah, totally. But even you watch him something nowadays, he looks the same as he did in the movie from like the late 80s. Like, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, one, one of those faces for sure. But yeah, I mean, you definitely told me it sounds fantastic. Great cast. Um, the two of them alone are fantastic actors. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like a really gripping story. I definitely, to, definitely add that to my watch list. Um, yeah, so I have... As I said, I have one more recommendation, something I want, I want to mention, but I don't want it to be like an official recommendation, is um, obviously you know how much I love Mark Normand. His first special on Comedy Central got put up on their YouTube recently, Comedy oh, nice. Central's YouTube. It's come a couple of years ago, I'm not sure, maybe 2015 or something, and my God, it was just such, just joke, 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 joke. I, I heard John Mulaney making a point before that like, there's always something really, really special about, about someone's first sound special, because it's like all the jokes they've been putting together for the last 20 years of their career whereas like the second special is just a year yeah. you know so and, and I, that's not to say that Mark Norman's other specials aren't great because they absolutely are but you can just tell that he has honed every single joke in this special so much it's so worth the watch and I, I, I can recommend it like safely to anybody because it's on YouTube so you can watch it for free and it's just such a great special just joke after joke for an, a, a straight hour and it's, it's great I, I love Mark Norman so much and that, that, that is no knowledge but this special just like floored me by how funny it was. Yeah, so yeah. Do you have any other recommendation? Uh, that was it. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say it. my other one then. I I I didn't want to say Oppenheimer <laughs> because everyone has seen it, but I do just want to say that you haven't seen. It. I just want to talk about it because I, I only saw it a couple for the first time recently. It's just great. Have yeah, you seen I, it? Yet? I'm so glad. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. Just, I only haven't seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. I think I'm ready now. But just because it's been the bane of my life for the past month. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, you haven't seen either of them? I haven't seen either. Right, right. I'm, I'm going to see it in 70mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw an IMAX, which just looked good. But I once seen 70mm, 70, 70 but the time just didn't suit me. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is it is a great movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you're put up by the time or something like that, it's... This happened to me, and it's never happened to me before. Do you remember when Jack Tyag was on the podcast and he was talking about how he measures movies greatness based on how much of his popcorn he left yeah i genuinely forgot about my popcorn wow it was still like half full by the end of the movie and it's three hours I, it, yeah which is even more impressive considering that yeah it's just yeah great movie killian murphy sensational in it robert Downey jr really great as well the ensemble is brilliant the way christopher nolan does his usual non-linear story thing that i think he's done poorly sometimes he's done it fantastically with Oppenheimer. it just works and it makes the story more interesting and yeah what a transformation I mean if Killian Murphy does get an Oscar nomination I think that's a crime and obviously a bit of a bias like I would love to see a fellow Irishman get an Oscar yeah. be cool, but he does deserve it I mean you can see that he put the work into this have you heard about his diet what like one almond a day and what, what I heard was he had a packet of almonds and an apple a day oh, okay. which is still mental yeah, yeah like 
But it shows. I mean, the man is frail and he looks troubled and unwell, and but it suits the character perfectly. Um, you don't hear those metadacting thing happening anymore, which is fine because obviously they can be very harmful. And what Killy Murphy did was definitely harmful. But I mean, the work shows on screen. He's just sensational. It. it was a great movie. I was absolutely riveted. And when you get to the bomb, it's like just you forget you're watching a movie you're just lost in what you're watching on screen like just yeah. beautifully made film well worth the watch yeah totally yeah can't, can't wait man yeah definitely check it out well worth the watch and um, I think that's all we have to say yeah I think I hear a fat lady singing mm, yeah yeah pretty good too um, a bit of A minor though I don't know the E's a bit, bit flat for me I don't know anything about <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense um, guys thank you as always for listening and listen I'm thinking maybe we meet up sometime you know you can do whatever you want to my body and you can impregnate let's do, let's me let's do a fan meet up fan meet up and you yeah. can impregnate we'll me we'll sign uh, anything just sign your ass Bulls. if you want yeah, yeah totally whatever you want and um I want to have your babies. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys always for listening. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. That's where you can stay updated with uh, all future episodes and stuff like that. We're on Instagram at Dill and Seb Simpsons Podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much. And good night or good morning, whatever it is you're listening to. Whatever time you're listening to this at. Bye.